Today's episode is sponsored by the new documentary, Calvinist, by Les Lanfear. Calvinist is an exploration and celebration of Reformed theology and its rapid growth among later generations of Christians. Head over to calvinistmovie.com and use the discount code DOCANDDEVO. That's D-O-C-A-N-D-D-E-V-O. D-E-V-O. When you check out and you will save 20% on the DVD, the Blu-ray, the digital purchase, or even a rental. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 what's, hey. Uh, what's going on, man? What's new? Nothing is getting ready for Halloween. Oh, man, that's I'm right. Excited. I forgot that you're saying this. I mean, not, <laughs> not literally, not explicitly, but obviously. So you're saying because Halloween, uh, everybody knows Halloween's devil's birthday. Everybody? Everybody. It's Everybody's obvious. It's obvious. Obviously. Yeah. No. Devil's birthday. Mm, but October we can do 31. Christmas, though, right? Christmas is okay. That's Jesus' birthday. That Jesus That's birthday. the difference. I celebrate But I mean, Christmas. the tree doesn't you... symbolize anything, you know. No, the it's tree of life. Tree, tree of life. Tree is not, That's it. the tree of you life know, in it's a more book of Genesis. What are you talking about? What is about? wrong with you? Listen, you celebrate Satan, I celebrate Jesus. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. Uh, so what are you going to be doing uh, for Halloween then, Joe? Actually, um... I have hired a professional makeup artist to uh, do my daughter's Halloween makeup. It's going to be pretty awesome. Oh, so she's going to be worshiping Satan that night? Uh, some other false god, I'm sure. Not Satan. Some other Directly, false god? Yeah. <laughs> Every, everybody's worshiping Satan. She's some got false standards. Um, yeah, we, listen, you guys can go back and listen to our episode on Halloween last year. From last year. year. Uh, we're not revisiting yeah, that. Yeah, everyone wants and, to revisit uh, that. Maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Alma, I hear you. No. Not, not, uh, we're not going to re record another one. <laughs> I'll just call you out. <laughs> so Halloween is fun. I mean, we like Halloween. We like seeing our kids have fun. We like walking around the neighborhood, seeing people. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we love it too. I mean, we get together with all the neighbors. Some other members of our CG comes with us. And so by about 4 o'clock, 4.30, we're oh, out there, we're hitting the streets. You're baiting you know. me right now. What? You're baiting me with What that. do you mean I'm baiting you? You How don't go out you? at 4 o'clock when you're taking oh. your kids trick-or-treating. Oh, listen to you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't, nobody. Pharisee. Nobody wants to go trick-or-treating when the sun is still shining. My little kids do. My kids Yeah, because are, you coddle them. I just, listen, I coddle They need my, to know the world is a dark, scary place, and you need to make them march out into the darkness. <laughs> march out there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I've seen what's happened to your children. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. My okay. Kids are awesome. They ain't afraid of the dark. Yeah, Bonger. Bonger's not afraid. He's ready to go. Bong was dropped. I, I stop it. I can't make fun of him. Yeah, you can't. No, no. I know I'm not. I'm, yeah. I, I, I can't. Nah. This joke is no longer nah, that's because right. you know I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, and, and I know. Here's the thing. Your kids are messed up. I'll say it. Yeah, but I'm not going to point out specifically. Oh, I'll point out specifically. Your okay, you're, you're going to point okay, out specifically. Why did the two boys last year dress up as the ladies from uh, Frozen? Why, why? They, oh, everybody knows they, they did. did. Oh, there was like Elsa and Eliza or whatever. Yeah, we saw. I saw the pictures. There was no picture. Oh, yeah, of that. No, Don't make up boys now dressed up as princesses, they Disney and princesses. They did not. That's okay. They did That's not. you know why? Because you don't they let them go out at night. They like you're did supposed not. They Get, did here's, not. here's what you do: Halloween night. Your kids don't go trick or treating until sundown. Then, first of all, if they're old enough to go outside in the dark, you don't need to go. Then you give them a, you give them a carton of eggs and a bar of soap, and What's you wrong tell with you? you say, "Go have fun." It's trick. It's Halloween. That's Hold on, stop for a second. What's that? A carton of eggs right. and a bar of soap. Right. The fact that you don't know what to do with I the I don't bar know of what soap. to do with the soap. You write on car windows. Why? Because it's funny. You can write things, draw pictures on them and everything. Yeah, that's what, that's what little kids do. 
Isn't that what little kids? That's what I used to do when I was a little kid. No, I can understand like eggs and teepeeing. No, teepee takes way too much work. Way no, too much no, work. No, you can just draw obscene pictures on car windows with soap. It's a lot easier. And then they got to they got to deal with it when they go. <laughs> Wait, listen, with when you? I was seven, that's what I was doing. What do you want me to say? I apologize. I am sorry. Community. I am sorry for what I was when I was a little kid. You know what? That's <laughs> I, I don't even like, know how we got off onto that. We're not really interested you and in your love talk, for Halloween. We're not talking about Halloween. We're going to talk about. Well, Reformation Day is coming up. Yep. We're, we're finishing up this whole Reformation celebration, and we want to talk about Semper Reformanda, mm. right? That's what we want to talk about. Yeah. Because um, that's a big part of the Reformation. It's a big part of what Protestants really believe. Now, what does that mean, Jimmy? When we say Semper Reformanda, uh, there's a lot of t-shirts out there. A lot of t-shirts. Semper. All right. What does it mean? Uh, always reforming. Right. Now... When people use that phrase, yeah, they uh, they sometimes use it wrong. Remember Inigo Montoya? You keep using that word. I do not think it means. I do not think you. Yeah, you don't know. What is it? How's it go? Well, I, you obviously don't know. No, I don't Princess know. Princess Bride very well. Yeah, no, uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, your boys probably seen it like ten times. No, they have not. Uh, yeah, I have dress never up as seen princesses. It. They probably they have seen never, Princess Bride. They have never. They have never. They um, have never. It never. never, never no evidence, but I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, see, um, so you're lying. You said you saw photos. Oh, yeah. Now we just found well, out that you are very been removed. false witness. <laughs> very false witness, Your good kids sir. are awesome, even though they don't like me. Your kids are awesome. I love your kids. I think, I, you know what? Ariana likes you. Ariana likes me. Yeah, yeah, I think the boys are like, nah, I don't trust that guy. Yeah, you're bald. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's, that's it. They're, like, they're harassed? Yeah. That's great. Awesome. They that are. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, he's beneath us. He's yeah, got no hair. I can tell. Man. <laughs> Uh, so, right, so people get all twisted up. They get, they do. They, they, they get it. They get it weird, right? Semper reformanda, as if it, it means that uh, you know we really can't know anything. We always got to be figuring something out. Like, they get it weird. How? What are some ways in which people get this wrong? They, they use the phrase semper reformanda, yeah. always reforming, always reforming. What? Where do they take it in a in a weird direction? I think sometimes it's. Uh, like a, like a reform as an evolution, right? Like they're always mm-hmm. improving. You're always developing. You're always getting better. So I'm, I guess I'm thinking like people would look and say, oh, pews, forget that. Right. Chairs. Right. Yeah. Oh, piano, uh-uh, move aside for the drums. Right. Right. Like so there's this idea of what has happened in the past is, is no longer needed because right. something new is kind of in the works. Now, we won't use that language like some denominations. Some, denom- some denominations would say some fresh revelation. We won't right. say that. But functionally, we, we believe in that to a certain right. degree of how we operate and the things that we th- cast aside right. and begin to implement within our church. Right, like C.S. Lewis talked about chronological snobbery, right? Um, dismissing the, the thoughts, the ideas, the practices, and the traditions of old because uh, because they're old. And what yeah. is new is fresh, is better. Um, and so, yeah, I, you said reform is evolution. I think that's good because we, 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 a lot of people value progress and, and um, moving forward and... Uh, implementing change and what's new like what's i think people like that in general i mean we're always getting the new iphone we're always getting what's new but that's not semper reformant that's that's not what they're talking about it's 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 not about ongoing constant improvement um it it, it means much more than that we'll, we'll talk about what it is let let me flip it and say a little bit let me twist it and say it, it can be reform as evolution like you said but it can also be reform as revolution mm. right where 
it is this idea like we're going to challenge the system and um, we're going to get really creative and do things in ways that they've never been done before. So kind of the same thing, but but like it's it, instead of it being a natural process, it's a disruptive process. I, any of this, I think, is is pretty clearly missing the mark. Um, people don't understand where Semper Reformanda came from. They they don't understand the basic principle behind it. Um, this is not a suggestion that we don't know what we believe and that yeah. we don't know. Uh, that we can't know what we believe, that, we, that we're that we in some way just um, looking for what's new or next. Semper Reformanda is at its heart about reform, right? It's, yes. it's, 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 it's not about what's next and what's new. It's about reform. In a lot of ways, it's, it's looking, but it's not necessarily looking forward, right? right? Like exactly. it's, it's, it's looking back yes. and going back to kind of what, what the, uh, oh, there was that, uh, the passage about, you know, uh, uh, fight for the faith that's been passed down, mm-hmm. right? Like contend for the faith that's been yeah. passed down. And so I think that's kind of when we're talking about uh, reforming that that's really what we're kind of focusing we're going on. back to this. Well, going back to the scripture. Yeah, we're going we're going back to the truth. Um, it's, it's definitely grounded in that. And, you know, in the Reformation context, you know, it, we, we've got the, the, the this whole um, renaissance where people are going back to the sources and they're reading the Greek yeah. philosophers and they're going back to the church fathers and they're doing all of this. And in the Protestant Reformation, we're going, let's go back to the source. Let's go back to scripture, right? Yeah. And so people that don't understand that, or and if they don't understand the Reformation context and what's going on here and who was really pushing this idea, it's easy to get confused, especially today with our view of um, revolution, reformation, and the way it all kind of gets mixed up. Well, yeah, I mean, you think of uh, Lodenstein, right? Van Lodenstein. Van Lodenstein. Hey, what's his first name, Jimmy? Jodokas. Wait, what is it? Jodokas. Joby One Kenobi. No, it's something. His parents hated him. Jodokas. J o d o c u s. How do you pronounce that? Jodokas. I think people probably just called him Jodo. 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 It's the it's the Jojo. And the Fofo talking about the Jodo. That's what it is. That's what we're doing right now. So, so this guy's name's uh, Lodenstein. Right? Lodenstein. Yeah, we're just going to go like that. And loader. So, Call him Loader. <laughs> so he was part of like the Dutch Reformation. And, right. And, um, 1600s, right. 1600s, yeah. And so actually when we when we hear that that phrase, Semper Reformanda, right, it, it what we've traced it back to is is the earliest was a devotional that he had written, written um and actually the phrase, I'm not going to go into it, but I'm just going to say, I'm going to just translate it. It was uh, a church reformed, always reforming uh, according to God's word. Right, right. Right. And so we always, we focus on that always reforming, but there's two other aspects to right. that, right? The like critical aspects. Critical aspects. A church that is reformed. And I would say what does that capital mean? R, right? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Uh, a church that... Uh, uh, affirms the doctrines of grace. We want to say it that way. A confessional, a, a confessional standards. confessional standard. Right. Um, but then, so a church reformed, always reforming. So we're not done. So, so, so some people, I think they would distort in the sense that they feel like this is over. The reformation is over. We've arrived. There's no more need to change. So a church reformed, always reforming, but it's not just reforming for reforming sake, according to God's word. Yeah. And so scripture is kind of what we're going back to. And actually we discussed that when we talk about sola scriptura, right? Yeah. We discussed how, uh, yeah, we discussed how it was going, there was an authoritative issue. It wasn't about the popes, the creeds, the councils and the church that was, uh, that shared authority with scripture and sometimes tried to supersede 
scripture. Right. It is scripture alone as our authoritative source. And so when we're reforming, we are looking back to the word of God for how we are to conduct ourselves personally and within the church. Right. So what we believe, how we behave, right? Belief and behavior determined by the word of God. The church reformed. So in other words, this Semper Reformanda, really, it only applies to reformed churches. Yeah. And I know some Presbyterians do want to say reformed Baptists are not reformed, but most Presbyterians uh, seem to recognize that you've got the Congregationalists and the Baptists alongside the Presbyterians in our different streams, that we're all covenant theologians, we're all confessionally reformed, though we have these differences. Um, Now, we're all covenant theologians, but we have these differences. So... Uh, the church reformed means that we've we are talking about a group of churches that have agreed on a lot of basic theology, and then always reforming according to scripture sets really the the authority level like you're taking. But the always reforming um, is not the it, it, the emphasis is not on the continual uh, tweaking and adjusting of our theology, though no. that is sometimes necessary. Um, it's really more aimed at the heart. And we know that because Lodenstein, uh, his sermons, his preaching was all directed very much at this. Like his context was, wow, man, I've got these reformed churches, the, these Dutch churches, and you know, they, they've got the right doctrine, but their hearts aren't into it. They've, they've got the you know, they, they, they can say the right thing, but their faith seems to be shallow or weak. And so he was constantly aiming, man, I forget the name of that one sermon that he preached. Um, that's really gave rise to this, Mm, a dead faith or something like that. We'll link to it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, So yeah, I mean, uh, that's what, that's what he was battling. So when he says always reforming, he is really driving at the heart issue, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, our theology must, must, uh, lead into a a devotion, right? Like, Like so doctrine doctrine should, should lead a, uh, a heart into uh, doctrine should always lead to devotion, Devotion, right? I I, I think so. Uh, and so as a reform, that reform theology, right. Which should kind of translate to a reformed, reformed heart. hearts. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's I just that, that you really can't be reformed in theology if you're not reformed in heart. Yeah, you're, you're called a poser then. Oh, is that what we're oh, called? Yeah. That's, oh, I, the, that's what I'm telling everybody. You're a poser. But see, now here's the thing, though, is that we all struggle in these things. A lot of you people do. Yes. A lot of us. A lot of you guys really struggle, struggle with this. struggle in I'm, these things. I feel bad for and you. And I think we continually, are, yeah. we lack faith. You do. And devotion. <laughs> <laughs> And so we need this constant uh, reminder that our theology, uh, it's, we can't just be head, but it's right. got to be heart. And I think that, you know, the, the, going back to Lodenstein, and we don't even know if we're pronouncing his name right, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've only read it a bunch of times. <laughs> um, the, the, the rightness of your heart, the ongoing reformation of your heart can only be accomplished through the ministry of the word. Yeah. So if you try... Semper Reformanda, apart from the word, it's not going to happen. No. Semper Reformanda is dependent completely on the ministry of the word in your life. So it's got to be connected to that, and it's got to be stemming out of right doctrine to begin with. And I think, you know, as we're kind of discussing these things, one of the uh, one way we want to encourage you to be growing and and learning about this more, because I think I think there uh, we don't have a clear understanding. Right. I think people. uh, forget like we, we only read little tidbits, but we don't know the whole. And so I think one way that we could get better at that is by watching the Calvinist movie, 
The Calvis documentary. Man, you know what? With, with Les Lanfear. First of all, I watch a lot of... I'm a movie nerd. I like movies, all kinds of movies. A lot of horror movies, I do yeah. watch a lot of horror movies, and I'm now introducing my children to them. Um, what, what did may Eli God have mercy on their yeah, souls. Yeah, what did Eli watch last it night? It doesn't matter. No, what yeah, did he I watch? Like, well, Eli watched the movie Halloween. Mm. You know, but it was the on TV version, so there was no uh, ah, nudity. Yes. yes, okay. There was no nudity. Yeah, no, no, I got you. I yeah, got you. So it's just you're not gonna, it you're was not gonna clean me. version. Nudity. No, you're not, yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I just like saying that. Maybe <laughs> um, like Pureflix. We're probably gonna have to invest in Pureflix. All right. So, oh yeah, you really think that's on Pureflix? Oh, they. Everything's on Pure Flix. No, dude. you really think you Halloween, can get Game of Thrones you is on think Pure, Game of Thrones is, is on, on Pure, Pure Flix. Flix. Game of Thrones is on Pure Flix. If I, Game of Thrones is on Pure Flix, I guarantee you guarantee I guarantee 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 money back guarantee. Wait, there's no money here. All right, keep going. All right. So what were we talking about? Uh, you're talking about the Calvinist documentary. Oh yeah, Calvinist. All right. So here's the thing. I watch a lot of documentaries. The reason I originally um, signed up with Netflix before there was the on. Uh, online thing where you could stream it was because I wanted documentaries and I could get all the documentaries. So I've been watching documentaries for a long time. I love a good documentary because a documentary can put you into a story in such a way that you might not initially be interested in the context or the conversation, but the documentary is so good. You, you love it. You're into it. So like in my case, baseball, baseball is a horrible creation of the devil, but a good documentary on baseball and I'm all in Calvinist by Les Lanfear is truly, and I mean this, I totally mean this, not just because I'm featured in it prominently, even more so than R.C. Sproul. Calvinist <laughs> is a beautifully shot documentary. It's, it tells a great story that explores Reformed theology and its spread, its rapid growth among the younger generations today. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Now, Jimmy, you're in the documentary as well. Am I? Yeah, you're you're in it. You're, there's a picture of you waving your hair, journaling. You don't get to say anything. I don't. I don't. Well, I no. didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want to. You know, upstage RC Sproul. You didn't want to dumb it down. I don't. I think a little bit. Well, no, no, no. I didn't want no, to upstage. Did. I didn't want to upstage Sproul. Sproul called me. Yeah. And oh, said, did he hey. really? Oh yeah. He said, "Hey, listen. Uh, you know, I'm looking to. I'm on my way out. I'm okay. looking to retire. I'm going to retire. I'm going to yeah. retire soon, and I want this to be my last hoorah. Right. Please so don't, don't don't ruin because leaving here eventually. Like, Ligonier's eventually just going to give all their stuff to us, the doctors. Exactly. Because like, yeah, yeah. we're next. They're, they're about to, Ligonier needs to give way right. for Dr. Devotion. Right. Semper Reformanda. Semper Reformanda. That's what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. All right, so here's the thing. Do, in all seriousness, Calvinist is a wonderful documentary. I, we highly encourage Jimmy, did you like it? I mean, you got to see it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I, I can't believe... I I, listen, I know Les. Les is a friend of ours. I really am blown away at how good this thing is. It is as good as any documentary I've ever seen on Netflix or anywhere else. So head on over to calvinistmovie.com. Go there and buy that sucker or rent it. Either way, if you use the discount code DOCANDEVO, that's D-O-C-A-N-D-D-E-V-O, DOCANDEVO. If you use that discount code, you get 20% off either the purchase of the DVD Blu-ray, digital purchase, or even a rental. Head on over there. Check it out. You're going to love it. I promise. Uh, no Halloween. At Pure Flix. Oh, get out of here. They got Halloween. No, I'm looking right now. Oh, stop it. I'm looking. Nobody, nobody cares. I oh, know they got I, it. No, no. You said money back guarantee. Yeah, good thing I don't have any of that. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they have. Never mind. I'm not going to say all the other movies. Yeah, don't say it. They got, they got weird stuff. They got some weird how, stuff. How do they got Game of Thrones and they don't have Halloween? They ain't got no Halloween. I'm looking at it. I, I did a search. Okay, they probably got it. I I'll, searched their I'll, website. I'll find it. Don't Fine, you find it and link it. All right. And I'll, I'm not linking it. Oh, exactly. No, they got to pay if they want a sponsorship. <laughs> all right, so. Jimmy, um, if we're if we're focusing in on Semper Reformanda, and and we want to take this seriously 
as Reformed Christians, as Reformed Baptists, um, what are some common areas that we should be addressing in our lives in light of this call to constantly go back to the Scripture to make sure that our theology is giving birth to vital godliness, vital piety? Well, I think you know one of the things then is is pursuing that godliness, right? right. Like That's good. we need to be we need to be pursuing right living, mm-hmm. and so as we are uh, being tempted, as we are facing situations, as we are making decisions, we look to Scripture. Uh, now, scripture is not going to, you know, give us all the answers per se, right? You know, it's not a, it's not an instruction right. book. By never helped me with math. Didn't help you with math. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, despite what all them numerologists say, Christian numerology, yeah. which I never heard of. Um, but anyway, so I'm just saying, like, you need to, we need to be looking to scripture uh, as uh, what? What is that? What's that uh, third use of the law? What are you talking about? You don't talk about. It shows us what God desires for us in living. Are you saying that the law is a rule for godly living? Yes. Oh, that's weird. Am I? Would, yeah, I'm talking about the third I'm use. just messing with I know, you. and I'm sitting there like, what? you just scared me there. I'm like, oh, have we not discussed this before? I'm Are sorry we not if that's confusing page? to everybody. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the pursuit of godliness is easily missed sometimes among the reformed because we're so captivated by getting our doctrine right and just kind of nailing down our our propositions and and making sure that our theology is on point um godly i agree man the pursuit of godliness is long missed and we've had people that deny the third use of the law uh popular preachers and uh, personalities out there that have platforms who really downplay the need and the joy of pursuing godliness not for our own sake and not for godliness sake, but for the sake of God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, separate reformanda definitely means the pursuit of godliness. And I think connected to that, I would say that it should also include ongoing repentance. Um, the, the Christian who is undergoing uh, true reformation and revival in their hearts, they will be continually um, repenting of their sins. They will be humbled by the corruption in their hearts. And like Paul, they won't get so sanctified as they grow older that they are no longer grieved by the corruption that remains. They will be even more grieved by the sin that remains, uh, even though it may be a different sin that they struggled with um, from 20 years ago. I think ongoing repentance and cultivating a humble heart that hates sin and clings to Jesus is absolutely critical. Uh, Then I think that should kind of lead into worship, right? Like, right. like, uh, Like passionate... Uh, earnest worship um, where it's, it's in response to what God has been doing in our lives, right? Because as we, uh, as we press into God, as we seek after him, as we see more and more of our sin and corruption, and yet the mercy, forgiveness, and grace of God, uh, it, it really should lead into this, this, passionate praise what, for our God. What's the flip side? What, I mean, if you're saying like there should be an earnest, passionate worship. Um, so what are you saying? That should be uh, what we're looking for and hungry for in contrast to what? Uh, in contrast to, Oh, good one. Like what's the problem that you, that, that this is, addressing? well, I would say pride, right? Like in contrast to pride that like we should be humbled before our God not prideful in thinking that we've got this all together. I've got my doctrine, you know, buttoned down tight. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think as we see more and more our, of our need and of our corruption, uh, and yet the forgiveness extended in Christ, we should respond in humility and praise. And, and I, think, I think of like earnest worship um, in contrast to 
formal cold worship, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's like uh, you know, Lodenstein was was combating people that could sing the hymns and articulate the doctrine, but weren't feeling it. So when you say earnest worship, I think you know that uh, that we ought to be so invested that we feel this stuff that yeah. um, that we are passionate. You know that, that's good. That I didn't think about the stoic aspect of it. And and but this translates into preaching as well, right? Like you you've been preaching you you, you like last week and then this week again you're going to be preaching at a local church here in town. Yeah, we send our people out all over to preach, man. We've got really great preachers like Jimmy Fofo. Um, and one of the things that we are really big on is that our preachers must be earnest. Why does earnest, why would earnest preaching be important to us? And how does that relate to Semper Reformanda? Well, because I think as we are studying, as we're looking at scripture, as we are uh, praying um, and going through a text, this should be working on our heart first, mm-hmm. right? Like this, this should be, we should be confronted with our sin and our need of grace, um, our need for repentance. Uh, we should be, we should be dealing with ourselves I mean, as Joe would talk about it in note to self, we should be preaching to ourselves first uh, before we're able to preach to others right. on this passage, right? And so that's going to translate itself. At least I know for me, when I'm not earnest and or passionate, I'm not talking about necessarily having to be loud and right. and and crazy. Not like, but I'm talking about like if if you don't truly believe in what you are proclaiming, then I would say, at least in my experience, it's because. I haven't studied. You know what I mean? Like I haven't been studying that week. I haven't read uh, and prayed and dealt with the sin in my right. life. It hasn't hit you. It yet. hasn't hit me. People can tell. On, People an, can on tell an emotional it. level, right? Like it should hit yeah. me to my core. Like I was actually sharing this last week and, and I think I shared with Joe, you know, I was reading, I was doing this passage um, and it, it shook me to my core of my sin, of, of, of my sinful nature uh, and my lack of worship. You know, and trying to like, like I was hard for me to convey that and to even talk about it because I felt such like such a failure standing before others, yeah. trying to talk about true worship, right? knowing I am horrible. Well, this is why we're gospel men. This yeah. is why we always go back to Christ, yes. who is our righteousness, um, who takes away our guilt and our failure. Um, this is our hope. So this is what we mean. Reformed theology giving birth to reformed hearts, which means earnest worship, earnest preaching. And I think it also means, I'll just mention one more. I think a common area that we should address as it relates to Semper Reformanda is love for others. And I just know in my own heart, um, and so I think it applies to probably a lot of other people, that love for others is very easy, uh, or it's very easily um, selective. Like, I love my fofo. Um, I love Pat. I love Brian, Jeff. Rob, I, I love the elders. I like the people at my church. I love all of them. But outside of that, it's easy for me to be like, nah, yeah, not, not so much. I don't really know. I don't know you and yeah. you don't know me. So go away. But real love for others. I mean, look, this is the summation of the law, right? To love God and to love your neighbor. So if this is the summation of the law, if this is God's will for you, then reformed theology should be giving birth to a reformed heart that beats with love for other people. So I think love for others is going to be a really big thing. So, I mean, uh, as we're kind of going through this, Joe, what, what would you say kind of final words for, uh, Semper Reformanda always reforming according to the word of God? I would say, um, for Semper Reformanda to mean anything, 
um, you have to have a, a fairly clear understanding of the gospel and of God. Um, I, th- I think we, for it to really make sense, we need to have a, a good, reformed understanding of, of the Scripture. And then that, that reformed reality, or your reformed church, hopefully, uh, should continue in reformation so that its heart, our hearts, are unified under the grace and the reign of Jesus, um, all while being guided and governed by the Scripture. Um, I, I guess what I what I want for a redeemer. I think about our church. I always think about our church. Yeah, yeah. Um, is God's doing great things, and we got a lot of room to grow, and all of this. I want our people to know God and to know His Word, but in such a way that they are actually changed by it, so that people can tell, people can see, like people know if you believe what you're saying, or at least people will will get a vibe about whether or not they think you believe what you're saying. Yeah. And um, I want our people to be earnest, passionate, zealous people. I don't want our people to have a zeal without knowledge, but a zeal that comes from knowledge. Um, that kind of connection, I think, is unbreakable, and it bears real fruit. So um, I would say, yeah, um, read some of the links that we got linked mm-hmm. up. Uh, be sure and check that out. Jimmy, if people want to support the podcast, if they want to join up with what we're doing, how do they do that? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head on the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us, sign up for our email blast, or hit up the store and sign up for the uh, Doctor Devotion Conference 2018 on the Spirit and the Church. Make sure to head on over to CalvisMovie.com uh, and you can save 20% when you use the promo code Doc and Devo. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday blog posts on Wednesday. Speaking of blog posts, Joe. Hey. We're pretty soon. All right, so here's the thing. Right now, here's what you can do. If you are a writer, and if you are a thinker, if you're a follower of Jesus and you like to write, and you want to write for Doctrine and Devotion, you can head on over. Uh, you just hit our show notes, and there will yeah. be a link. But it'll also be doctrineanddevotion.com slash submissions. You can go there and find out how you can submit articles and blog posts to be featured at Doctrine and Devotion. That's right, and Joe is going to be paying you seven hundred. You will get no money. You will get no for a money. Submission of three hundred to a no. thousand words. In fact, we might make you and, pay to, to so, be featured yeah, so, at uh, seven hundred dollars. Uh, Joe will pay you, you get for nothing. every submission nope. three hundred to a thousand words. Nope. Three hundred to a thousand words, uh, zero to zero dollars. Yeah. And so uh, we can't pay anybody, but and we, we can't use everything. So no. uh, yeah. And if you ain't good, we ain't going to use it. You, oh, if, yeah. if you send if you send something dumb, we're not going to use it. No, but no, it might be something good. It might just be wrong timing, so we might wait. Yeah, that's that's a that's that's a, that's a nice way to say things. Yeah, well, I don't want you know. Listen, I, I have nothing to do with it. It's our editor, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tony, Tony oh, here's to make the thing: those decisions. If, if if you get rejected, it means Tony hates what you wrote. Yeah. Okay, so blame Tony at editor at doctrineanddevotion.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, check out that link. Uh, if you want to write for us, submit it. We'd love to have you contribute. Uh, we'll be talking more about that in the Video future. Video content on Fridays. Here it comes. Later. Later.